I have seen the Lord's faithfulness in my own life where when I look back and I tell those stories of how I've seen him provide in ways that are unexplainable, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like, that's so joyful to relive that God cared enough about my life, about what mm-hmm. was going on to show up in a way that I could see. Mm-hmm. And I think that that misconception is that if I give somehow there won't be joy or somehow my life will be worse if I mm-hmm. give mm-hmm. or I will miss out on something if I give. And I'm like, okay, but what are you missing out on when you're not giving, mm-hmm. when you're not participating mm-hmm. in something that, the God, that God has invited you into that is a good thing? Welcome to the Morning Star Podcast, where we engage in meaningful conversations that display God's handiwork and encourage you to live a Jesus first life. Today's episode takes an in-depth look at a topic that will challenge you to grow closer to Jesus. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Morning Star Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Mayhew, and I have the honor of having with me today Kate Sniggeriv yes, and correct. Candy Escalante. How are you guys doing? Great. Awesome. Great. Yes. I'm actually sleepy. We just had the church garage sale. So I'm okay. <laughs> yes. Exhausted. You guys put a lot of work into that. Yes. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun, but that's mm-hmm. also why my voice is a little raspy. So, okay. You know, post garage sale voice. You sold it at the garage sale, yeah, right? I yelled a lot. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. So, real quick, um, we're going to be talking about giving today. Um, and I talking with Cooper and planning the podcast and all this stuff. He's um, brought you both up several times. It's just having a lot of like wisdom and awesome things to share about this subject. And it was one of the early episodes that we're talking. It's like, this is something we really, really want to do. So I'm excited to finally be able to have this conversation with you guys and get to hear uh, more about your thoughts and learn more about giving. Uh, But first, before we even get into that, uh, do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do around Morningstar? And uh, we'll just start with Kate here and then go to Candy. Great. My name is Kate and I have a lot of opinions. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I've actually, so I've been going to Morningstar since about like 2005. I think I was in like fifth grade or something. So came here with my family, grandparents, parents, um, and I've been on staff for the last a little I don't actually know when my start date was a decade ish, about Mm -hmm. 10, 11 years been um, on staff and I am an administrative assistant. So I work in the office and I also volunteer with our um, high schoolers. Mm -hmm. So, and um, I just, this is something I'm really passionate about because I've learned a lot from the Lord. It hasn't been like easy. It's been a lot of years of like learning different things. So again, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of opinions and I am here to share them. (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) Podcast is a perfect place for that. <laughs> yeah. What about yourself, Candy? Um, I'm Candy, and I've been going to Morning Star since uh, 2016 when I got hired and moved to Salem. Oh, okay. And I was originally from California, Calvary Chapel, Marietta. Okay. And I worked in the accounting office there. And so um, coming here just fit right into the accounting office. And now I'm the director of finance. And so I'm over all the office manager nice. and so nice. payroll. Cool. Is that from, for someone who's California ignorant like me, is that Southern California, Northern? Southern California. Where it's nice and warm and doesn't rain like this all the time. Right. Ah, (laughs) That would be nice right now. Um, So, like I said, we're going to be talking about giving. uh, And so I just kind of wanted to open up the floor with what is giving? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, just, oh, you have notes. I do. So, <laughs> so giving is simply uh, transferring something without expecting anything back. Ooh. Oh, okay. Wow. I like that. That's good. 
Okay, podcast is over. Done. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. okay. Candy's actually going to drop the mic in a second. So, <laughs> so um, transferring something without expecting anything back. Yeah. So that can like something meaning money or like what? Money, time, talent. Okay. Literally yeah. anything. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, Kate, did you have anything you wanted to add on to this perfect definition? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I was, you know, when we you we had these questions of like, wh- what is giving? And I was thinking through like, um, in a more like specific to how we're talking about it in the sense of like in the church, mm-hmm. it's recognizing what's God's and giving it back to him. Like mm-hmm. it is recognizing that every good thing about us, every good thing in this world comes from him. And that like all of our money, all of our time, those all belong to him anyway. So it is recognizing Mm -hmm. the worth in that and where it comes from and honoring God by giving it back to it. But I like hers better, but that's my initial (laughs) thought. No, I think it all fits together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, God says that everything under the heaven belongs to him. Well, and I, as I've been, um, well, I would, it may may be wrong to say I've been thinking about this podcast specifically, but as, (laughs) the Lord has taught me a lot of things about it is like, we use the word tithing Mm -hmm. in church and that giving and tithing can be separate depending on like what you've grown up with or like what churches have talked about with it. Mm -hmm. And that tithing, the word tithe is actually a Hebrew word that means 10th. And that, so that's a, that's like a very like church literate word. You need to like be involved with a church to Mm -hmm. know what tithing is. And I think giving is a more accessible word but that there's there's history in the church of both of those things. And that um, I don't know if this is the time to go through this, but I did sure. do some research. Shockingly enough, this is not just my thoughts. I did a little <laughs> bit of research. Yeah, bring us in. <laughs> but that uh, so the tithing was implemented as a way for the people who wanted to be in like God's community in the Old Testament to support the Levite priesthood. And so the mm-hmm. Levites were the one that they were in charge of. They were the go-between between people and God. They were the ones that mm-hmm. performed the the sacrifices. They were the ones that ran the services and they mm-hmm. weren't actually allowed to make an outside income. And so mm-hmm. the people that said like, Hey, if you want to be a part of what's part of God's nation, you need to give a 10th, a 10th, a tithe mm-hmm. to the church. And that's, and it was everything. It was, gold money things like that but it was also like spices and sheep and things and it was crops crops, yeah Yeah. like all those things and that was how they supported the priesthood because the priesthood was in charge of being that go-between and then as we like bring it into the new testament where we no longer need that go-between that jesus came to be the bridge then it brings in that question of do we still need to do it but what is what is the point of it and that so that tithing is the mandated and then giving was like burnt offerings and gifts and things that were on top of that. It was Mm -hmm. as the Lord put it on your heart. And the burnt offerings specifically is what I was thinking about with this giving is, you know, burnt offerings were, um, they were either to atone for sin or they were to celebrate God's victory. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool to think about how like Jesus's sacrifice has atoned for all of our sin. Mm -hmm. So our offerings just get to be the celebration of God's victory. And I think Mm -hmm. looking at that in our own lives, rather than this is something I have to do, but that rather this is a celebration of God's victory, whether it's victory in like he provided in a way we didn't expect him to, or he's having victory over our dependence on money, our dependence on our own security, our the way that we view the world. So anyway, that was like my 10 second seminary with Kate. Um, <laughs> it was not 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And so I think as we're talking about like giving and tithing, there could be like some differences. And so to get on the same page of like, mm-hmm. 
are we talking about tithing? Are we talking about extra gifts? I'm kind of coming into this thinking of tithing and like, how, what does that mean for New Testament, New Covenant believers? Okay. Yeah. And and just to play off what Kate said, you know, tithing and offering, you know, they uh, sometimes would say, you know, every third year we're going to take an offering for our widows. Mm-hmm. And so it was over and above your tithe. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, um, that's what helped them to help the people in the church. Mm, okay. Yeah. And, so, and so tithing, just to recap in this specific case, would be um, at least for I don't, new New Testament believers, new yeah. covenant believers is what you said. Um, so that would be us for those listening. Um, would be giving a tenth, mm-hmm. a tenth mean ten tithe, meaning ten um, of your income of any sort, whether that's your growing crops or in our case, I'm not growing crops. <laughs> Farmers, I, let's I, go. I, yeah, I, I write code, but hey, if you, you know, if you're, if you're, I a just farmer, want to see what Candy would do with like a bushel of corn. Yeah. <laughs> like if someone puts it in the safe, like, here you go. I have some friends who like, they got cows they milk. I'm like, hey, just bring over some of the milk, <laughs> yeah, I just guess. Just a squirt. Yeah. Like, you probably edit but, that out. <laughs> but, uh, well, and, and the interesting thing is that there is actually not a New Testament commandment. Yeah to give a 10, uh, 10%. And so mm-hmm. the word tithing is still used. But again, as I was thinking about this, like when we look at, like Jesus said, I, I came to not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law and every law in the old Testament, Jesus kind of doubles down in the new. And so mm-hmm. he says, you know, the old Testament said, do not murder. I tell you that even if you hate someone, that's mm-hmm. the same as murder. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a woman with lustful intent, that's the same as adultery. And mm-hmm. so, the phrase that I came up with was like the Old Testament where it was 10%. It was 10% mm-hmm. was a hard line. Like this is the hard line. This is the rule. Mm-hmm. And as we move into the New Testament, Jesus doubles down on these Old Testament laws and it becomes a heart thing, a heart line, mm-hmm. which is so corny, but I love it. <laughs> it's like, but going from that hard line. And so I think I will not die on the hill that it has to be 10% because mm-hmm. I think that was the hard line, but that the giving should be a portion and it should accomplish the goals that it's supposed to accomplish, which is a lot to do with our internal thought life, our internal motivations, as well as our generosity and our external outpouring of the gospel. And so I think that that's something that I've come up with when I've been talking to people about tithing. They're like, well, it doesn't say in the New Testament that we have to do that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, but at the same time, Jesus talks about generosity. Jesus talks about the Pharisees having improper reasons for doing their tithing. And so as we're talking about it, it's like, we'll use, I'll use the word tithe. I don't know if it means 10% because that is between you and the Lord. And mm-hmm. I'm going to come back to that phrase. A lot of like your tithing and your giving and your generosity is completely between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's what he has called you to do. And um, my mom who will be listening to this podcast, when she first walked back to the Lord, um, when my brother and I were really young and my dad was not a believer, mm-hmm. she really felt convicted that I need to start giving to the church. Mm. And she talked to my dad and was like, how much can I give to the church? He goes, I don't know, 20 bucks. So she started giving 20 bucks every week. Mm-hmm. He meant one time. Um, <laughs> but but it, was, it was her being obedient. And it wasn't about the amount. It wasn't about the percentage. It was mm-hmm. about the obedience. And it's like, um, I work for the church. Literally, mm-hmm. tithing pays my paycheck. And then mm-hmm. I tithe on my paycheck. And I've joked with Candy a lot about trying to figure out <laughs> how much of my own paycheck I am paying myself <laughs> each month. <laughs> and I will probably never do that math <laughs> on purpose. But because it's not about where I work or where my money comes from. It's how I treat it. That's what I have to answer to the Lord for mm-hmm. is how I view my money, how I view 
where my security is. Mm. And it's between Candy and John and the board and the Lord. <laughs> what happens with mm. the money when it's in the church's possession? But mm. for me, it's that's between me and the Lord. Am I being obedient to allowing him to dictate what I do with my money? Mm. Which living in a capitalist American society is maybe not very common. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a very important way in which we can uh, – not just stand out from our culture, but witness to our culture and not mm -hmm. being uh, slaves to money in a way, right? Yeah. And do we mean it when we say, you know, God is my salvation, God is my security? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us, me, myself included, tend to think like, oh, well, yes, like God's going to take care of me in a spiritual sense, but do we believe he's going to take care of us physically? That mm -hmm. New Testament, we see like he clothes the flowers, he feeds the birds. Mm -hmm. Old Testament, we see manna where it was like, you're not allowed to save for the future. It was today will be given enough for today. And it's like, do we believe that? Do we really mm -hmm. believe that that's how God works? That that was not just like, oh, God worked like that back then, but now we need 401ks and now we need mm -hmm. investment properties and now we need... uh <laughs> Sorry, Dave Ramsey. Now we need an emergency fund. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like that we do we believe that God has changed or does he still want us to trust him hmm. even when it could be the point of folly or the point of where people say that's not wise. Mm -hmm. Okay, but do we trust God? Mm -hmm. Do we trust ourselves? Do we trust the money that we can see or do we trust the God that we can't see? Mm -hmm. Ooh, that was good. That was really good. That was good. Did <laughs> not think about that before. <laughs> this is why I can't write notes because yes. I wouldn't use them anyway. There you go. There you go. So, uh, Candy, is are your thoughts in kind of like a similar area around tithing? Is this something you guys see like differently on, or like what are what are your what's rolling around your mind? No, I believe like you know God has called me to uh, that everything belongs to Him, mm -hmm. and that um, nothing belongs to me, and mm -hmm. that I you know to give back, and so I really believe strongly in tithing. You mm -hmm. know, um, in Second um, Corinthians. Um, you know, it's very clear that, you know, you're to give with a cheerful heart. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. if you're doing it with the bad attitude or that you have to, um, then you're uh, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And that's also like a New Testament thing is mm -hmm. it's not so much what you're doing. It's why you're doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's What's the heart in, behind it. In Matthew, Jesus gets real mean with the Pharisees, which we love. Um, I mean, we're all, we're closer to Pharisees than anyone yeah. else in the Bible, but whatever. <laughs> um, but like that idea of he's talking to the Pharisees and he's just like, you give your 10% of everything, but mm -hmm. you ignore the widows, you ignore the orphans, you ignore the people in need. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, like you're saying, it's not just, it's so internal. And I think that that's, that's hard for me because I love a checklist. I love, give me the list of things I need to do so I can get it done and not worry about it rather than let me sit and internally process like how do i view the world and how do i view god and how is that affecting my decision making i love a checklist i don't love introspection it's not my favorite <laughs> thing as opposed to my husband who has a thinking chair he has several <laughs> thinking chairs actually he loves introspection and just to sit and think and i'm like let's do something <laughs> and so i think but i do think that i don't know like i i would be curious to talk more with somebody who disagrees with me hmm. because i have yet Maybe this is mean. I have yet to hear an argument against giving that is rooted biblically. Like someone who says, I will not give for these reasons. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, they're not biblical reasons. It's I don't have enough or I don't mm -hmm. think that that's important or there's corruption in the church and how they use their money or like, yeah, I've heard arguments, but at the same time, I'm like, but none mm -hmm. of those are biblical. None of those are yeah. like lining up with what God has asked us to do. 
Right. But so, I would love it if we had someone here. Yeah, I, I could pretend to be that person. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. Antagonist. But, antagonist. Um, <laughs> so what would you say to someone who is, let's say, giving, uh, they're giving a full tithe to like the Union Gospel Mission? Love instead it. Instead of a church. Big fan. Instead of a church. So, okay. So I'm not being a very good antagonist here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, it's between you and the Lord because mm-hmm. while I do, well, like, personal conviction I give to the church that I attend Mm -hmm. because I believe that we should be like very involved with the local body that we are part of, but to say that my church is more important somehow than other ministries. So like Mm -hmm. the idea of parachurch organizations and Mm -hmm. my husband told me I could talk about this, but with our personal finances, like we give 10% of our income, like from both of our jobs Mm -hmm. goes directly to the church. But we have rental income. We rent rooms in our house. And that mm-hmm. goes to a missionary. And so mm-hmm. it's like whatever we have coming in from rental income, we've decided, hey, 10% of that is going to go to this specific missionary. Mm-hmm. And when we look at how Paul talked about the people who supported him, I think there's a really good argument that, again, it's how are you viewing your money and what is God telling you to do? Because what God tells me to do with my finances might not be the same as what he's going to tell you to do. Mm. And for me, it's, I feel convicted and very like passionate about I'm giving to the local church, but I'm also giving to missionaries. Mm-hmm. But for someone else, again, that is between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you should listen to the Lord way more than you should listen to someone on a podcast, like just as a general <laughs> rule of thumb. Please. Yes. But, but yeah, I definitely think that the, the first should, if you don't know where to start, start with the local church. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and if you don't know what we do with that money, send Candy an email. She would love to walk mm-hmm. you through. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how does the church use money and what, even like what safeguards are in place, things like that. Cause that can be hard mm-hmm. to be like, here's a check. Mm-hmm. Yay. Actually, do, would you mind delving into that right now? I know it's not something I prepared you for, but um, like, how does the church look? How does our family here use the money and like what safeguards are there and all that? So, um, we, uh, um, at the end of each year, we start putting together a budget for the next year. Okay. And so that budget is, you know, goes over everything from uh, staff expenses to uh, building maintenance to uh, ministry to all the different areas in a church where we would have expense. That budget then goes to our board of elders and they approve the budget for the year. And then um, from there, it gets put in the accounting system and then um, each uh ministry uh lead or director is responsible for their budget and not overspending okay yeah and so we go through approval process um every if you're spending over a certain amount of money you have to have two forms of approval and so our money is watched very carefully and every month um our board gets uh um a detailed report of uh where our money is has been spent what money has come in what money has been spent and so uh and then we have also a a, um, a financial board that we that helps us, and so mm-hmm. not only do we have a financial board, but we also have the board of elders, yep. and so we have accountability. Um, once a year, we have an outside auditor come in and look at our books and mm-hmm. help us put together and our. Every year, he's impressed, <laughs> <laughs> and, and thousands uh, of receipts, <laughs> and so then um, you know, so we have an outside auditor that comes in and. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, goes over our books for us and mm. helps us get reports to those who need them. And mm-hmm. so um, there's accountability all around. Okay. And shameless plug, if you've never been to a family meeting, mm-hmm. and I know this because <laughs> guess who gets to make those graphs? It's me. Uh, 
you know, John generally goes over or, or a board member goes over like, hey, this is where we're at with the mortgage on the property. And this is where mm-hmm. we're at with where we're spending money. And so it's like, this is a big campus. It's a big building and we have a lot of staff. And so there's a, they have a little pie chart of like, where does each of our expenses go? And and again, like I come back to, I trust my church government. <laughs> like I trust mm. the people that God has put in charge of it. And again, it comes back to, it's up to me to be obedient to Jesus. And right now he has told me, this is where my money's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Candy has to answer Jesus for what happens with her budget. So good luck with that. I'm just kidding. She's great. <laughs> but yeah, like that, if that is a, a point of nervousness for people, it's like, just ask the question. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's something that sometimes we forget is like, just ask, ask where the budget, like, what does the budget look like? Ask where the money's going if you were to give. And we even have like different accounts you can give to. We give to general fund, but um, mm-hmm. there's the general fund. There's the missions fund. There's benevolence, which is the fund that is specifically to help people in need. Like that is mm-hmm. money set aside. So when someone needs something, mm-hmm. we can give it to them and we can provide for the orphans and widows and whoever needs mm-hmm. yeah. help. I really felt like if you are going to church and this and and the church is your home church, mm-hmm. you you should be, um, I feel like tithing to them first and mm-hmm. then praying about where else God would want you to send your offering. Okay. Um, you know, because you know God has has called us to to support our church. You know, um, mm-hmm. we can't uh, go to church, not support the church, and then complain because the church doesn't have certain things. <laughs> and so, Why you know, in obedience, on? in obedience of you know tithing to your home first, uh, home church first, and then asking the Lord what He would like to like you to do with other funds. I think is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I think like the idea of the Old Testament where it was like the Levite priesthood. It's yeah. like, maybe we don't have a Levite priesthood, but we do have pastors. You know, we have mm-hmm. people who have been called to minister to our community, to our church, to to lead us in that. And and this is not large compensation <laughs> for people who work at a church, but it's still like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that I would encourage someone, if you're not giving to the local church, have you prayed about that? Is that a conscious decision or mm-hmm. is it a lack of a decision? Have you just not decided mm-hmm. yeah. to give? Hmm. Okay. Okay. Nice, nice. Um, Candy, can you mind reading, would you mind reading your uh, definition that you had for giving again, please? Ooh. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't have um, it memorized yeah. yet. No, it's okay. Um, giving is either. simply transferring something without expecting anything in return. Giving is simply transferring something without expecting anything in return. So, I think we talked a lot about the transferring specifically of money <laughs> with tithing. Um, why, why is that last part of your definition in there without expecting something in return? Because uh, you could arguably say that, you know, when I tithe, when I give money, I'm expecting the church to have the lights on, right? Um, that's a very, you know, <laughs> very technical argument, right? Nitpicky. Yeah. I'm a programmer, so it's my yeah. job to make, you know, be kind of a pain in the butt sometimes. But um, I support that. <laughs> so why, what's important about that clause? Why is that in, the, in your definition? Well, I mean, I, I think you can even take it down to a more personal. If I give a gift mm-hmm. to a friend... Mm-hmm. If I'm expecting something in return, then I've given that gift in the wrong manner. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing. Yes, we're giving a gift mm-hmm. to the church and we pray that it's being used to keep the lights on. But mm-hmm. we don't know what what um, what has been budgeted or what God's plan is for that money. And so I think we have to give that without any attachment of I'm just giving. Mm. Okay. 
And my attachment to that would be that we live in a society where we view things as investments rather than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Sacrifice is not like a part of our vocabulary as much anymore that like when when God's people were existing during biblical times, there was this idea of sacrifice. This was, I am taking something that I could use Mm -hmm. and I'm giving it to the Lord and I'm going to trust that the rest is going to be enough. And Mm -hmm. I think that can work for your time or your money. Um, I meant to say that opposite, that it could work for your money, but it could also work for your time of that saying like, hey, I spend time with high schoolers twice a week Mm -hmm. and I'm trusting that, hey, I am sacrificing some time to do something important Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust that the rest of the time that I have during the week is enough to do anything else I need to do. And I think that our mindset is often investment that then God owes me something mm-hmm. if I'm going to do this. And that's mm-hmm. where we see like prosperity gospel or any church mm-hmm. that says, well, if you if you give a lot, then God's going to give you back money. And mm-hmm. I just think that that is a that is a razor's edge that we have to walk because, yeah, I think we can expect that the church. I think it's OK to expect that the church will be responsible with our gifts. But when it gets to that point where it's like, God owes me something because I gave him my money. God owes me is a dangerous place to be in no matter where you are in your faith because he has given us everything. He has sacrificed everything for us and for us to turn around and say, okay, but you owe me more. Mm. Like that's where it can get really dangerous. And I think we've heard Mm. these gospels. I've heard them of like people saying like, give money and God will give it back to you. Maybe. Sometimes he does. I've seen that happen in my life. Mm-hmm. One of my mom's favorite stories. I don't remember this story at all. I was five. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, my mom had just started going back to church. We went to this tiny little church out in North Salem. And uh, my mom would give money. And I would watch her give money. Mm-hmm. into. They had an actual plate. It was a little silver plate, I think. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they they passed it. And I got money for my birthday. I got $5 for my birthday because I turned five years old. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mom, I want to put my money in the plate because you put your money in the plate. Aww. It was very cute. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> Maybe the last time I was that cute. Um, <laughs> but she said, like, well, do you You don't have to put all of it in. Like, I've got change. And I said, no, I want to put all of it in. I want to put that, all, that whole $5 in. And I and I did. And then at the end of the church service, there I don't remember who this guy was. I thought he was a pastor for a long time. And we were just talking about it. And she was like, he was not a pastor. He was just a guy. <laughs> and he was just this older gentleman was like, hey, I heard it was your birthday. And I said, yes, it was my birthday. And he hands me $5. He says, happy birthday. And like, <laughs> so that's an example of uh-huh. a childlike faith where I was just like, I was just mimicking what my mom did. Mm-hmm. And the Lord rewarded that obedience mm-hmm. and rewarded that. But that's not always the case. And mm-hmm. if it's giving, thinking, I'm going to do this, but I expect a random check in the mail or I expect, you know, something else rather than the expectation that we would look more like Jesus. I think mm-hmm. that's the expectation is that. We'd be, we're taking steps of faith to look more like Jesus. We are saying mm-hmm. my comfort and my ability to pay for things and my security is going to be in my eternal savior, not in my bank account. Mm-hmm. I think that if we are expecting to look more like Jesus, we're going to see that happen for sure. Yeah. If we are expecting a specific result in monetary form, in personal glory, do you guys remember the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's never seen it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure it's from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I was just thinking about this, but there's this one point where the two like families that don't like each other are getting in like a tithing war. And <laughs> they're like in the church. And it's like he drops in like a bunch of change and it clatters really loud. And then uh-huh. the other dad like picks up and it looks like a huge roll of five dollar bills. And he just puts this giant roll of money in the tithing. Oh, and they're all like, oh, my gosh, he's giving so much money. And then the priest from the back goes, who wrapped a $5 bill around a bunch of envelopes? <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a specific example, but it's stuck in my brain of like, if we are 
looking for reward from people. We are looking for a monetary gain. We are looking for anything Mm -hmm. other than looking more like Jesus. Social status and this case. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think, I think Candy would agree with this. The most generous people at our church, because we sometimes get some generous gifts. Hmm. Those people are like, don't you dare tell anyone who this was. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. they're the ones who are the most anonymous, private about it, because it's not about look at me, look at me, look how much money I'm giving. It's Mm -hmm. this is the Lord's I'm giving it back to him. And so, yeah, I think if you're looking for something that is tangible, no, that's not the right way to say it, but like you are looking for your own personal gain. You are looking Mm -hmm. specifically for your own glory or your own safety, your own security, Mm -hmm. then there's something wrong with that equation. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, I have done that a lot of times in my life where I have given with the wrong motivations and that does not change God's faithfulness. Like he Mm -hmm. is still faithful to fulfill his promises. He is still faithful to me, even when I'm unfaithful. Mm -hmm. And I would say, even if you're not a hundred percent on your convictions or you're not quite sure, see what the Lord can do. What mm-hmm. is it? Mal- is it Malachi? Malachi 3.10? I think it's Malachi. We can find we can out. It, we can, <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure it's Malachi 3.10. I'll talk about it and then I'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll put it in the notes. Uh, in Malachi 3.10, it's talking about giving and sacrificing. And the like God says through Malachi, he says, test me in this. And he's basically saying, see if you could outgive me. Hmm. See if you could be more generous than I am. Because he's saying, what like give and see what the Lord gives back. And so Mm -hmm. that like, we're even invited to be more generous than we think we can be. And that God's character is going to be more generous than we can even imagine. And again, that generosity might not be cash, Mm -hmm. but that generosity again is something that is such a cool experience to like interact with the Lord. And is like, what could he do? What is he going to do? Yeah. Yeah. You want me to go ahead and read it? Yeah, yes. sure. sure. Let's do it. Uh, this <laughs> is. Kind of so it I'm going to start a little earlier because. Um, Context. Yeah. And in tithes and offerings, starting at now, verse nine, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may uh, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. I will prevent pests from destroying your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, said the Lord's Almighty. Then the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, said the Lord Almighty. Yeah, and I mean, this is a minor prophet that Mm -hmm. um, if my biblical literacy is on point, which may or may not be, this is when the Israelites have come back from uh, exile. Hmm. I think I'm not hundred percent. Usually, usually Andre's here and I can be like, is that, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Someone correct me. I need my safety net. But the idea being that they had been out of practice hmm. of while they were in captivity and while they were outside of like living under another society's laws, they'd lost track of how to do these things that God has commanded. And he's mm-hmm. encouraging them like, Hey, don't forget how I've taught you to live, how I've taught you to be generous. And, and that's a really cool, like, just passage, but uh, way back in the day, like 15 years ago, I don't even think I was on staff yet. We did what was called the 310 challenge. Hmm. And it was based off of this verse in Malachi 310. And they did a challenge with the whole church that says for three months, give Mm -hmm. 10% and see what God does. And again, it was open-ended. That was the floodgates of heaven in blessing. Again, Hmm. not saying necessarily the way that we think blessing is going to show up, but it's like, we're allowed and encouraged to invite God to bless us by trusting him with Mm -hmm. our physical possessions, whether that's money or time or Mm -hmm. talents, things like that. 
I've been talking a lot, Candy. You need to jump in, bud. <laughs> I'm having an asthma attack over here. I'm getting fired up. <laughs> Try not to breathe really loudly. I'm like, no. I'm kind of reminded in all of this by um, Jesus teaching, uh, you, you cannot serve two masters. You'll either love one or hate mm-hmm, the other or mm-hmm. be devoted to one or despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, looking at money as gifting, as you were talking about, I think, um, is a good so a good way of showing that because when you're giving something you like you're saying this has no power over me i don't it's not something i need and i'm not respect and if i'm gifting it i'm not expecting it to produce anything right right it can't be more if it's a true gift of the heart it can't be more air quotes useless right in some ways and so that could be a very tangible way of like despising as in the you know neglecting uh the control over it of mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so rewinding a bit, there's something I kind of want to touch, touch a base about. Um, and it was kind of goes back to something you said earlier, and this oh, might no. really go into a rabbit trail. <gasps> I love um, rabbit trails. Yes. Uh, my poor high school, small group. I encourage <laughs> all the rabbit trails. <laughs> you said, um, you talked about 401ks and <laughs> I just kind of was curious, like, I mean, I have one. I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's not like a, there's, there's a balance. Maybe, maybe there's not um, like what's the, between investment and just giving everything. So mm-hmm. like should person a who's listening or me, I guess, who's also listening. Cause I'm, but um, you are an active just give listener. 100% just like all of my money, all my income straight to the church. I'm not going to say no. Okay. Because I don't know what the Lord will call you to do. But I think that there is this, again, this balance of being a good steward. Mm -hmm. Are we stewarding well? And I don't think God is Mm anti-investment at all. Because when he told a parable, I think it was a parable. It was a parable. Probably. He told a lot He did tell a lot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes at high school group, I tell Robert, you don't need to write a sermon. Just get up and tell a weird story Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then leave (laughs) and tell like three of them what it means. And that's it. (laughs) He hasn't done it. Hasn't done it yet. I'm holding out hope. Maybe next time I teach. Um, But like the parable of the good servant where it's like the master gives each of his servants a coin Mm -hmm. and a couple of the servants just go buried out in the backyard and don't do anything with it. Well, one servant multiplies it and trades it and Mm -hmm. create and and that that servant is praised for being a good steward and so there is a balance i think of are you being a good steward like i don't think that you should default on all of your loans Mm -hmm. in order to give to the church and if i'm wrong about that then you need to pray about it again don't listen to me (laughs) listen to jesus but Mm -hmm. that you know being a good steward so that you are continually able to give and you are continually able to be generous and that creates um a lot of that um specific action steps for people is like are you setting yourself up so that you can continue to be generous mm-hmm. and but i mean i'm not going to say that the lord won't tell you give your entire paycheck because mm-hmm. if he does are you willing to trust him in that are you willing to trust mm-hmm. that he would take it even that far and mm-hmm. if he calls you to do that and you do it yeah. What blessings could come from that? I don't know. So I'm not going to say don't, mm-hmm. but I will say like, I don't think God is anti-investment. I don't think he's anti-planning, mm-hmm. but again, ultimately, where is your hope? Mm-hmm. Is your hope in your ability to pay for things? Is your hope and your security in something eternal or something not eternal? Mm-hmm. And I think that that, yeah, that's kind of the end of my thought. I don't know. What do you think? I, 
I, I believe that you need to seek the Lord and he's going to direct you in what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think like Kate said, you know, um, we do have to uh, be somewhat prepared, you know, for life and mm-hmm. we need to plan, you know, but are we taking all our money and sinking it into a 401k that could be gone tomorrow and have not given anything to the Lord? Mm-hmm. You know, we know mm-hmm. that everything we have belongs to him. So are are we bypassing that just to put money into something that could be gone tomorrow? Mm-hmm. We know that when we give that it's it it's eternal. It's for, you know, eternity. Mm-hmm. It's for our future. Mm-hmm. So you would almost say, at least going into that example, if someone's putting in all all their money into a 401k and skipping generating uh, giving to the church at all uh, financially, um, maybe you would say that at that point, that's probably not, you would say that's not a wise investment at that point, or maybe we're not wise investment, but maybe something to look at as an area of sin where money is in control of your life or. Right. Okay. Yes. I, I, yeah. If you're not seeking the Lord and what he wants you to do with what he's provided to you, Mm -hmm. then I definitely think that you could be falling into a bad pattern, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and you know, we have to also look at that. Jesus said it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. Mm -hmm. And so we have to look at money with, it has the capacity to prevent us from inheriting the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so it should have a good amount of thought and prayer with how we use our money. And Mm -hmm. personally, uh, this is not in the Bible, but I think it is supported by, (laughs) (laughs) well, that a rich, rich man, when it says like, oh, you know, it's easier for the camel and the needle and things. I don't think that rich is an amount of money, but it's how you view your money. Is your hmm. identity in that? Because I think you could not have any money, mm-hmm. but if your fixation and your heart is focused on money and the getting of money and the keeping of money mm-hmm. versus like, I have some people in my life that are incredibly wealthy, like really wealthy, hmm. but they look for every opportunity to give money and they are incredibly hmm. generous. And I wouldn't qualify them as air quotes, rich people only because they are like, Lord, whatever you want, Lord, I'm ready to write a check at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. And it's their mm-hmm. heart's desire is not for more, but for being generous, to be generous. And mm-hmm. so like when we look at how Jesus talks about money, it's you'll serve one or hate the other, or, you know, it's easier for you to pass through the eye of a needle than get in, get into heaven. Like when we're talking about our eternal investments, mm-hmm. money has the capacity to derail us from eternity with God. And so we should be very, very careful about how we look at, excuse me, (laughs) how we view our money, how we interact with our money. And not that we should be afraid of it. We shouldn't give it too much power, but we do need to approach it with a lot of thought and caution Mm. because more than most things, it has the capacity to push us away from Jesus. And the scary part is, is when we don't talk about tithing, when we don't talk about God's opinion on money, you could spend your whole life thinking that you're following Jesus really well, but stumbling when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like scare people, but I want people to be aware of, I'm not the one saying that this is dangerous. Jesus said this is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, you have to be careful with this. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, you could find a church that agrees with you on just about anything. Like if you can, if you want to choose what you mm-hmm. think, you can find support for it anywhere, anywhere on the internet. And you could find a church that teaches what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. But when we look biblically, it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable mm-hmm. to be told the thing that makes you feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I think that we would be liars if we said money didn't make us feel safe. We all feel safer if we know 
if my car breaks down, I can afford to fix it. Or, you -hmm. know, we have Mm -hmm. like, I know that that makes me feel a little less stressed out about life when I have an emergency fund or things like that. So I don't Mm want to, I don't want to pretend like I don't still think that, Mm -hmm. but I have to have that understanding that God is more powerful. God is more able to provide and God is more involved than my bank account will ever be in my Mm -hmm. spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Like he is in charge and he has the ability to do more than I could even think of. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit of a rabbit trail. So. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, uh, Candy, do you have any thoughts to that you would like to add? Or No, I her? think she covered okay. it well. I mean, I think, you know, giving is definitely a sacrifice because mm-hmm. we can always find something to do with our money. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can buy me that new computer. I can get yeah. me, you know, if I can save money for a computer, then a little bit more, I can get this and a little bit more, I can get that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can very easily get away from like, God, what do you want me to do with this money? Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. so. And I think even like the, the pitfall of when I make a little bit more, you know, when I have yeah. my real job, when I get yeah. my next raise, then I'll have enough to start giving. Yeah. And for me and my husband, it is, that's our, f- I still use an Excel sheet. And I got an ad the other day that was like, are you still using Excel sheets for your budget? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. I know how Excel works. <laughs> so I have an Excel sheet for my budget. And that's our first line item. It's mm-hmm. not out of the leftover. It's not whatever we have less left. That that it's above my mortgage on yeah. the line mm-hmm. items. It's mm-hmm. that comes out first. And I think that that is something where it's like it's easy to think, well, I don't have enough to give. And again, parables that Jesus told mm-hmm. of the woman who brought her only two pennies. And maybe this is even an answer to that earlier question of should I give everything? It says that she only had two pennies. And she gave and that Jesus viewed that as giving more than all of the Pharisees that gave all of these gold coins and all of this money Mm -hmm. because she gave everything that she had. And I do think that parable can be applied to more than money Mm -hmm. with our time and our talents. Like Mm -hmm. basically, I think the question gets down to what are you investing in the kingdom right now? Mm -hmm. Because the kingdom of God is being built right now. It is not a future thing. It is a thing that is happening right now, the kingdom is being built. What are you doing to be investing in that? And that could be money and that could be time and it could be talents. But my challenge would be, what are, where are you not doing? What is, cause like, I think for some people, it's a lot easier to just write a check mm-hmm. and be like, I'm not going to get involved with people. <laughs> I'm yep. just going to write a check. You guys do that. Or if someone's like, I really don't want to give money, but I'll hang out with high schoolers all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And I think we all need to examine what's what are what is the thing we're drawn th- drawn to and where do we need to stretch ourselves where do we need to get uncomfortable mm-hmm. and if you're like drawn to like i will give any amount of money as long as i don't have to talk to people it's like well that's not really how christians are called to live yeah. mm-hmm. introverts maybe christians no but if you're like well i really don't feel comfortable giving my money but i'll i'll volunteer for anything it's like mm-hmm. those need to be examined of where do we need to let ourselves be uncomfortable and interact with the discomfort of what it means to follow Jesus? Because mm-hmm. the kingdom does not look like our current, you know, it's our society, even our church culture, mm-hmm. a lot of ways does not look like what the kingdom is supposed to look like. And I love the Bible project. They call it the upside down kingdom. Mm-hmm. And like, I love how clear and simple that is where it's less is more. And the first is last. And how are we investing in the kingdom of God? And it becomes this much bigger, grander scheme thing than just what check do I write each month? Mm -hmm. It becomes the heart issue of (laughs) where am I investing in the kingdom of God? Mm -hmm. And where can I give more? Where can I be more involved? Because what could be more important? Literally, what could be more important? 
there's not a lot of things on this earth that are more important than what we are going to have for all eternity. Mm-hmm. And it's for me personally, I love zooming out to the big picture because it makes all the problems seem small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my retirement fund is going to mean nothing in the millennial kingdom. <laughs> like that <laughs> has nothing to do with Jesus coming back and making all things right. Mm-hmm. But the investments that we make and both in people and even with our, even in ourselves, because I do think that tithing does more for our internal spiritual life mm-hmm. than it does necessarily. Like God doesn't need our money. Like he, mm-hmm. he can do what he's going to do. He doesn't need our money, but he's inviting us to participate. Wow, I'm getting fired up and out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> he's inviting us to participate by saying, I'm going to get some skin in the game mm-hmm. and I'm going to see him be faithful and I'm going to build trust with the Lord, seeing him show up in these ways. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why would you not want to be a part of that? Why would you not want to like find ways to trust Jesus more and more? Mm -hmm. Because there's always more ways to trust him. Mm -hmm. People I've known that have walked with Jesus for like 60 years are like, wow, I'm trusting Jesus in this new way. And I'm like, when are you ever done? You're not. And it's great. That's a wonderful thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm good. Yeah. This might Um, need to be a (laughs) (laughs) two-parter. One, one more thing that I wanted to make sure we get to, um, is when whenever we do uh, do introduce the giving or the tithing, whichever phrase you want to use at a church, um, we tend to speak of it as a continuation of our worship, mm-hmm. um, and that's something that you know I, we we mentioned very briefly, but I don't think we really delve into a lot of times. Um, and I don't know if Candy, uh, do you have like any thoughts of that? How is giving worship? Because like those are something like at least growing up, those were two different buckets for me. Um, what what sort of thoughts do you have about that? Is that just kind of like a phrase that we've thrown around or what's the meaning behind it? Or um, That's a great question. I, I feel like, you know, at, when we serve, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when we serve, when we give, it's all a part of worship. It's all a part of gratitude. It's our thankfulness to God, you know, for mm-hmm. what he's done for us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and um, you know, I think, you know, singing out, uh, giving our tithes, uh, you know, serving when when services are needed, um, giving offering. You know, we know a family in need and we step up and we give that need. I think it's all about a part of worship. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to the heart. You know, how much are we going to how much do we live and depend on Jesus? Mm-hmm. And so. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I, you know, when worship often in church culture is synonymous with singing. Like that's Mm -hmm. what people mean when they say worship. But, you know, I, I feel like in the past several years, our church has done a really good job of communicating that like worship is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It is giving honor and glory to God. And we are commanded to do that through worship, but Mm -hmm. also like in the way we live. Mm -hmm. And so I love that we talk about like that. I thought you were going to ask about how the church talks about tithing and I was about to get furred up again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I get real. (laughs) I will tell you this. I told John I was going to say this, but like several months ago, John gave like the giving moment and he was like, you know, if you're not already giving, you should. And I was like, yeah, tell him. And he's like, but I don't want to guilt you into it. I don't want to make you feel bad. And I was sitting in the back (laughs) one like, I do. (laughs) I don't mind making you feel bad. (laughs) But in the the sense that it's talked about really softly and it's talked about as a membership fee, like, oh, well, if you like want to be a part of it, kind of like OPB, like, oh, if you like what we're doing here, maybe give a little something. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it's like, there's so much more to it than that. So that's where I thought you were going. And I was like, Mm -hmm. locked and loaded, baby. I'm ready to go. (laughs) I told John about that. And he was like, no, we don't guilt people into giving. And I was like, that's fair. (laughs) Good point. Glad that you're the pastor, but I'm not. Um, (laughs) But uh, I would say, because I think... I know people that might listen to this would start to feel 
guilty mm. is remembering the difference between guilt and conviction. Like the, the enemy uses guilt to tell you that you're not worthy. You're not good enough, mm-hmm. but conviction, I think the Lord uses, but um, conviction always has an action step. Mm-hmm. And like the, the Lord does not send guilt where you wallow in it and you sit in it and you feel like crap stuff. Feel it. Yeah, that's fine. Are we still at it? Okay. <laughs> Hope Some so. church people. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I almost said something worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's not just to make you feel bad, but if there is a part of what we're talking about that's missing in your life, that you feel that pull towards, I need to make a change. Like conviction from the Lord always has an action step. It's never mm. letting you sit and wallow and feel bad. It's always, you know, what Jesus said to the woman at the well, where it's like, hey, I know what you have done, but go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. Go make a change, make the change that needs to happen. So that's my like tidbit where it's like, mm-hmm. I joke about like, I don't mind making people feel bad because generally I don't. But in the sense of like in spiritual matters, mm-hmm. listening to the Lord and listening to the conviction that he has for you, remember that will always have an action step. And that action mm-hmm. step might be, like I said, with my mom, <laughs> maybe it's 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's your action step is to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you this amount. And when mm-hmm. we see his faithfulness, it gets easier each time to trust him until you look back and you realize, wow, the Lord has been faithful all these years mm-hmm. and the Lord has been faithful in all these ways. And, you know, I think it just feels so connected to our whole walk as believers because mm-hmm. you need to have people to talk to about this. Like if you're not in a life group or you don't have a group of believers that you can talk about life with where it's like, they're gonna be like, Hey, how's that thing going where you needed money? Mm-hmm. And you're like, Whoa, Jesus totally provided for that. Yeah. You know, like, I just think that it's so, it's so connected in all the things that we do. And mm-hmm. yeah. So if you feel bad, just change something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. If there we go. Jesus is convicting you. That's okay. But we don't want you to feel guilty for just yeah. like you're not worthy. Unless. Uh, unless he's Unless that makes a change in your yeah. life that makes you look more like <laughs> Yeah. Th- this is again why I'm not a pastor. <laughs> Take what I say well assaulted. Uh, and I so, think too, you know, starting out in baby steps and, and you know, making, you know, that commitment to Lord to to give, you know, what you can, but the more you mature in Christ and the more you mature in your walk, I think the more Mm -hmm. that you're going to want to give, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and just being open to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I liked about the definition you shared earlier and that ties in nicely to Kate's where it's like, it really gets right to the heart line Mm -hmm. of like, where is your heart in this? Are you giving, uh, are you transferring something with expectation of return? Are you transferring something at all? Both of those are just good diagnostic tools to figure out where our hearts are at with uh, Jesus and with money mm-hmm. and that temptation to idolize money and to control and the power that goes with it. Yeah. Um, so I think we have enough time, but I want to get to this. Um, what would you say is the biggest misconception, just the top one, top number one, biggest misconception people have about giving um, and Candy, you have notes. Yeah, I, I was going to say, let I, her talk a little bit because if you let me start going again, I, you I think wrote we down, have time. I wrote down a couple of things yeah, and I think yeah. we could go over them quickly, but oh, sure. like the, the top couple is it's my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to do what I want with my money instead mm-hmm. of seeing it that every, everything under the heaven belongs to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, number two, I'm too poor. I, I, just, I just don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all... Uh, there are all there are things in our life that um, that we can live without. Mm-hmm. You know, we can make sac- sacrifice for, and that's what giving is: is making mm-hmm. a sacrifice. 
You know, hey, I'm I'm going to cut down on my cable or I'm going to cut down on this so that I can give. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go without my coffee. And I know we've heard that before on several different things. You know, just don't drink your coffee. Well, I love my coffee every day. (laughs) So maybe that's not the choice for me. But there are other things that that I can do to cut back so that I can Mm -hmm. I can give. And Mm -hmm. again, it's from the heart. You know, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, oh, I'm not going to give, but I'm, I'm not going to give, but I'm going to serve everywhere. And we touched on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another one is the church doesn't need my money. Mm. You know, <laughs> um, another one is my giving. Uh, if I do give, it stops at 10%. I'm not giving a penny more. Don't, you know. And mm-hmm. so, I, again, it goes back to the heart, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, we all have the ability to give to serve, to, to use our talents in the way that God has called us to, mm-hmm. to do. So. Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. of those are things we've already touched on in the mm-hmm. process. Like the church doesn't need your money talking about like God technically doesn't need your money, but it's often for our benefit mm-hmm. that we give in a mm-hmm. weird way. Not that we're expecting something, but it forms us right. to be more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kate, did you have any misconception that you wanted to add to that? Um, I think I, like I talked about mine at the beginning where it's like, if I give, then God owes me. Mm. That it's some kind of transactional mm-hmm. thing. And I also, I I don't know if I ever had this misconception, but I think that some people do mm. that it is a salvation issue. Like I have to give, otherwise I'm, I'm not, not saved. saved. And I think <laughs> that that's kind of a pendulum swing in the wrong direction. Well, pendulums only, yeah. n- never mind. I, I, so, I was right? going to say pendulums only have two directions. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even think that's true. <laughs> I am not a scientist. <laughs> You guys, I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Um, But that there can be this swing Mm -hmm. where it's, oh my gosh, am I even saved if I'm not giving 10%? And if I only give 10%, is that enough? And and that can be, you know, on the wrong end of things where it's like, it's still not giving with a cheerful heart because God loves a cheerful giver. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the biggest misconception is that somehow it's not joyful to give. Mm-hmm. That it is the misconception is that it is a bad thing, mm-hmm. that it is something that does not contain joy or happiness or because like I I could tell you so many stories and and that's how I communicate a lot is I like to tell stories and I like to mm-hmm. communicate through stories. But it's like I have seen the Lord's faithfulness in my own life where when I look back and I tell those stories of how I've seen him provide in ways that are unexplainable, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like. That's so joyful to relive that God cared enough about my life, about what mm. was going on to show up in a way that I could see. Mm. And I think that that misconception is that if I give, somehow there won't be joy or somehow my life will be worse if I mm. give mm-hmm. or I will miss out on something if I give. And I'm like, okay, but what are you missing out on when you're not giving, mm-hmm. when you're not participating in something that the God, that God has invited you into that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of my passion, I would say, about giving is mm-hmm. I have seen the Lord's goodness and I want others to see it. Mm-hmm. And maybe a misconception that God doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, God doesn't care what I do with my money. God doesn't care. He doesn't have anything to say about that. It's like, boy, does he? Jesus talks about it a lot. <laughs> he does talk about it a lot. He actually talks about it more than sex, uh, which is yeah. a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I would just, I, I think that's my my biggest misconception that if people hear one thing, it's that you will your life will not be less when you entrust mm-hmm. things to God, even things that you're scared to give him. Mm-hmm. Your life will never be less than when you are trusting him, when you are allowing him to work on your heart, when you are allowing him to have a say in the things in your life. And the more we trust him, 
the more we trust him. Mm. Like the more we give, the more we feel like we want to give. And it's not some like, like I'm not a hyper emotional person. I'm not like a, I don't know how to say it nicely, but like, I'm a pretty critical thinker and I'm a pretty like tangible. And it took a lot of years for me to like get on board with tithing because I needed tangible, like reasons to keep doing it. And Mm. those reasons came with my spiritual maturity and it came with seeing him show up in ways that I couldn't explain. And so I would say like, this is not some like mushy gushy thing. If you don't know me, I'm not a mushy gushy person. It's not like that. Mm. I mean, like tangible proof. It is worth it to trust Jesus with your money and with your time. I promise you it is worth it. Yeah. And and just in the position that I am, you know, I've I've, you know, just not even talking about uh, tithing, but even going above, above tithing into offerings of benevolence mm. and mm. seeing a single mom blessed because she didn't know how she was going to have her car fixed mm. and we were able to help or a missionary who wasn't expecting, you know, uh, a, a certain gift. And then now, you know, it's, it's helped their ministry to ministry be- mm. tremendously um, because they, you know, got an unexpected gift. And so I get to see those blessings uh, to, to, to certain um, ministries, and it's awesome. That's great. Can yeah. I tell a really quick story? Yeah, sure. Um, there was this was many years ago, and this is like a, a thing with like if the Lord puts it on your heart to give, you have no idea what that what that could be an answer to prayer for us. So we had um, a young man like called the church and was like, "I've got a truckload of wood, and I could sell it, but I'd really love it to give it give it to somebody who needs it. Do you know of anything?" Truckload of wood. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like a pickup truck full of like split wood. Okay. And he's like, I've got it. And uh, Joanne Mosgrove, who was at, working in the office at the time, went, huh, Lord, what do you think? I'm pretty sure I'm spitballing what she maybe thought. But <laughs> she called a lady in our church that she knew was a single mom. We'd like, helped with her stuff. She called her. She goes, hey, mm-hmm. could could you use some firewood? Like, could you use some of that? And this woman goes, uh, <laughs> I just prayed to the Lord, like, Lord, I don't have enough money to get firewood. They, they relied on their wood stove mm. and she felt convicted. She, as she was praying with the Lord, she's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. And I'm not going to ask for it. Wow. Like she felt that that was, she wasn't supposed to set, tell anyone that she needed it. And so she was just like, okay, Lord, I, I mean, I, I guess. And then who calls her, but Joanne Mosgrove going, <laughs> Hey, I've got a truckload of firewood <laughs> wow. that someone wants to give away for free. And so I don't know if we always see the impact of what our gifts could be that Mm. for all of the people involved in that story saw the faithfulness and goodness of God Mm -hmm. in a way that was not like, it wasn't like, oh, look, we, we made this happen. It was, the Lord was like, shh, don't tell anyone you need that. Mm -hmm. And then he showed up with that. And for this young man who was like, I don't know, I just got a truckload of firewood, like, (laughs) Like yeah. he's not thinking, wow, I'm going to be the answer to someone's prayer, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. nor would he probably speak like that. Yeah. But that's just like one small story of one time where three separate people were faithful. Hmm. Three separate people brought something to the Lord and three separate people had probably like a huge step in their faith and how much they trusted God hmm. because of that faithfulness. And so like, I think, Wow. We don't even know all of the things that could be happening that the Lord could be using to draw people into him and to, like, prove his faithfulness to us. Mm-hmm. So that was my fun story about that. Yes. That is a great story. That's yeah. just. Listen, that's, I have so many. That's great. No, like, that's, it's bad. It's not bad. It's great. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. Great. Stories of God moving like that. And I love how he did it in such a way that it's like you can't even 
be like, oh, yes, this guy was strategically reasoning, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. It's just like, yeah, this is just kind of a really random series of connections that God is moving in people's lives and making happen. Mm -hmm. And that's just so he's so good and faithful. um, And he does that. that. (laughs) That's good. And (laughs) he's faithful to um, bless us through our giving and Mm -hmm. by our giving. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. Speaking of, thank you so much for giving your time um, to our family here and talking uh, with us and sharing your stories and knowledge about giving. Um, Real quick, I want to throw it around. Uh, Where can people kind of find you around the church if they're like, hey, I have all these questions about, you know, giving or just want to hang out and talk to you more. Uh, Where can people generally find you? Uh Uh-oh. Like what services do you go to? I don't go to church in person. I'm a Uh big fan of our online ministry (laughs) uh, because I am at the church every other day of the week. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I I attend online, but I'm also at the church offices. So Mm -hmm. shoot me an email. I don't have a desk phone anymore, which was uh, strategically planned by me. So I didn't have to answer the phone, but I'm willing to talk to people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you said you're at Riot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm at the church every Wednesday. Uh, Mm -hmm. We, I'm, I'm a volunteer high school small group leader. Uh, but I would also say like, I would be so willing to talk to, if you want to talk more about giving, like shoot me an email, call the offices. I would Mm -hmm. love to make time for that because I feel like the Lord has given me a lot of, a lot of reasons to trust him in this and Mm -hmm. you might not have any yet, but I've sure got a lot I could share. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what about yourself? I am usually, I volunteer in children's ministry. Mm -hmm. If I do first service, then I go to second service. So I bounce from first to second. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm in the church office Monday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I love doing this podcast with Kate because what I have up here, I can't always uh, speak (laughs) out. And when I heard her talking on Mm -hmm. tithing, I was like, girl, that's what's in my heart. That's what's in my mind. I just can't say it as eloquently. I think ranting (laughs) might have been a better word. (laughs) Still, I love it. In my <laughs> office. And I was just talking about how I felt. <laughs> and I was like, And we. Candy popped in and was like, amen, sister. And I was like, I do not need validation. Please do not validate the rant. <laughs> and so, yes. So, and, you know, uh, like she said, you know, we um, send out a financial email every mm-hmm. month. We also mm-hmm. have family meetings that we do once or twice a year. We send out tithing records. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of opportunity to find out information. um, Okay. Awesome. If you need it. Yeah. And family, thank you so much uh, for listening, for giving your your time. (laughs) That was a bad joke. Yes. Hi, Kate's mom. Um, name's Teresa. (laughs) Hello, Teresa. (laughs) And uh, thank you so much. Uh, Don't forget to um, take a moment to subscribe and uh, review it so that it's easier for people to find when searching on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, Subscribe so you get future notifications on however your platform uh, does that. And we'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, family. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for tuning in to the Morning Star Podcast. Join us again next time as we display God's handiwork and encourage you to live a Jesus first life.